Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Coffee and cream on Hale Varsity Radio with Andrew Rogers and Damon Benning. Consistency, you know, being an everyday guy, being the same guy every day, um, you know, it'll get, it gets tough during the season. I just want to see what I'll be able to count on. That's it. Those guys that show up every day, those are the guys who I want to go to war with. 3-0 to Mookie Betts with the bases loaded and a fly ball to left center field. It's deep. It's on its way. And it's a grand slam home run for Mookie Betts. Sal, a high drive right center field. Tolia's back onto the warning track after a long gone. Sal Freeland with a three-run shot. And the Brewers all over the Rockies here tonight in game one of this series. And the pitch, a swing and a fly ball into right field. Drifting back is Carpenter on the track at the wall. Jumps up and that is gone a home run. Carlos Correa got that ball out into right field. Over a leaping Carpenter. Another three-run homer. And the Twins are showing up and then some early tonight. It is a 7-0 Twins lead. Here's the pitch. Swing it a drive to left field, high and deep toward the pole. It is a home run. It hit the pole. The Red Sox walk it up and a grand slam by Pablo Reyes. Can you believe it? His first home run is a member of the Red Sox. And the Red Sox win it 6-2, a walk-off grand slam. Another day out at the Pinnacle Bank Championship here at the club at Indian Creek alongside Robbie Lula, Andrew Rogers. It is a fantastic, fantastic morning. Sasha did call out the mosquitoes, which she has a point, but the weather, the temp, everything is perfect this morning. Yeah, uh, we almost got off to a rough start with Shane there because he had my guy, my my ex Mookie Betts hitting a grand slam to start the <laughs> uh, the thing off, and I was like, okay, the yeah, Red don't bring Sox exes into the conversation. Well, listen, the Red Shane. Sox literally hit a walk off grand slam last night. I was like, if you give me the Mookie Betts home run, you don't give me the Red Sox walk off grand slam. I was gonna feel some kind of way, but he made up. Oh for come it. on, Shane. We're okay. We're okay. <laughs> hey, don't blame Shane. He's literally the one that does those. He's the person to blame. If- <laughs> oh oh. Okay, go all in on our guy this early. <laughs> no, Shane walking in there. No, he uh, he he made up for it though, so we're okay. We got the Pablo <laughs> yeah, Reyes. Gets her back on good terms. Good. Yeah, we're good. Um, gosh, just a lot to get into on today's show. Uh, we have three guests from the Pinnacle Bank Championship joining us, um, and, and it's spread across the board. We'll get into the fun, the family fun activities for you when you show up uh, for the tournament today. We have probably the longest standing member of the Pinnacle Bank Championship and Gary Java joining as well. And then we have Jim Nedro, who's in uh, in charge of the course and, and the conditions and and uh, just, you know, making sure it, it's up to par. If oh, you know what I, I mean, what Robbie. There. Uh, but did you see this yesterday? But, um, okay. Um, it, there was a an open in a baseball game. Okay. And it happened to be 
in Baltimore. Yep. Actually, it was in Tampa. Yes. But it, it was Baltimore. It's, it's surrounded yeah. Baltimore broadcaster Kevin Brown. Not the pitcher. Not the pitcher. Yeah. Broadcaster. Yeah. Let's make sure everybody knows that. So, Kevin. Oh, and I forgot to send this to Shane. Oh, we're, we're going to have to pull this up eventually. I'll, I'll send it to him during a break. Uh, but Kevin essentially was breaking down um, just just the notes in the pregame. And, you know, you, yeah, you, you, you're his... giving game notes. Yeah. You're, you're setting up the broadcast. You're, you're informing the audience of, hey, X hasn't been done in X amount of time. Mm-hmm. Right? So just it, giving context in this case, it was, yeah. what, the series? When he had two out of three at Tropicana. Yeah, they hadn't won a series at Tropicana in uh, a long time, like 2018 or something. Right. So he's informing them uh, of all this. Nothing bad was said. And people probably know where I'm going with this if uh, you didn't see the clip. But long story short, Kevin Brown was suspended. Yeah. And that was circling social media yesterday. And, um, you know, the first time I saw it, I kind of thought of, I thought people were kidding because we've had a lot of cases, uh, at least with baseball here recently, mm-hmm. of broadcasters actually getting suspended or actually getting fired from look, their job. Looking at you, Tom Brenneman. And so I'm, oh, and there's a long drive to left by Castellanos. <laughs> so I'm looking, I'm looking for something as I'm watching this clip. I'm, yeah. I'm listening for whether it's a racial slur, some sexual innuendo, whether it's just, hey, you, you, you took a shot at somebody and you shouldn't have, whatever it was. I, Accidentally swearing something. I am listening for something and I don't hear it. So I'm like, oh, somebody's probably just kidding. Like uh, they like, Kim, you know, Kevin Brown and uh, you know, they're just poking the bear. Right. Well, then I saw a couple other people retweet it, mm-hmm. repost it. And I'm like, all right, now I have to watch it again because I absolutely missed something. There's something here. Yep. So I rewatch it. And guess what I hear? Nothing at all. Absolutely nothing. A professional buttoned up pregame broadcast. That's all you heard. That's exactly what I heard. (laughs) I heard a broadcaster do notes ahead of a game. Yes. Share those notes, those said notes to the people. Yes. A graphic pop up on the screen. So everybody, everybody in the truck knew that he was going to be talking about this one stat. And I believe the notes were published in the game notes on Baltimore's website as well. The exact information he was saying. Not only that, but he spun it into a compliment. You did. He turned it positive. He literally took a negative of, hey, we haven't done this in six years, 16 years, whatever it was. They were like 3-18 and 18 over the last three years in Tampa. And then goes, but hey, the way the Orioles are playing this year and the way things have been going here in Tampa – I wouldn't be shocked if today's the day. Something something along those lines is what he said. Yes. So we actually did a compliment sandwich. So we started off with like they've already, because they had already won two out of the first three and they were about to play game four, right? Mm-hmm. So he started off with they've already guaranteed a series split, which was a positive. Then he goes into the context of why that's a big deal. And then he goes into the compliment of how well Baltimore's playing this year and how they're turning their fates around and how they could get their first series win outright series win in Tampa in X number of years, right? So it's not just that he spun it into a compliment. He started it with positive, got through the context of why it mattered, and then ended it with the kind of hometown broadcast spin on it, right? Mm -hmm. It was 
basically a textbook pregame notes reading. <laughs> like, that's the wildest part about this. Well, and what really makes me mad is, uh, you know, as broadcasters, yeah. like, we take our job seriously. Sure, yeah. We do the notes ahead of time. We do our prep work. Yeah. And if I were to know I was working for an organization that at the blink of an eye could just you know, snap their fingers and say, no matter what I say, no matter what I do, mm-hmm. um, guess what? You did this so well. You were so professional. You're fired because you talked bad about us. I, I think I would sit back in this situation and laugh because I, and that's kind of my personality. I'm a laugher. If something's so ridiculous, yeah. I would just start laughing. But the Orioles should be absolutely ashamed of themselves. Well, and they should be ashamed because they're drawing attention away from an unbelievable season. Yeah, they're actually good. To go all in on a broadcaster that spit facts. Yeah, and he didn't even do it in any sort of like vitriol. It was so mild mannered. It, it's and to finish out the the context of the story, Baltimore suspended Kevin Brown indefinitely, um, and then there was in. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like it wasn't even like, hey, one game, three games, whatever, which still would have been ridiculous. Like this is, hey, you need to go through a review process yes. suspension. And like indefinitely is like we're trying to figure out the legal way to fire you without you suing us for wrongful termination, which I think he might have a case, guys, if, <laughs> if he decides to go that route. Um, yeah, I don't even. It's. I don't even understand any rational person, whether you own the organization, whether you're a fan, whether you're just a third party observer like we are. I don't understand any rational person who can watch that, listen to that, whatever, and say, oh, he was dragging the roar. Or it's just utter stupidity. It really is. And like, listen, I understand. I've been on, you know, we call them Homer broadcasts, mm-hmm. right? Like you're the home team. You're being paid by. Yeah, the- but you can be critical of your own team. Sure. Right. Like you can. I've been on those broadcasts before, so I understand there are, you know, there's a lean, right? You've got, you're supposed to lean into the, the, the team that you're calling for and everything like that. And so I understand the context of what his job is. And even within that context, there was nothing there. Like not even, not even a hint of, I wouldn't even have watched that and been like, oh, this guy is somebody who's unhappy with his employer. That guy looked like he loved doing his job was doing his job incredibly well and just I, this had to have blindsided him, right? Mm-hmm. There is no way while he's doing that broadcast or after he's doing that broadcast, because like we've probably both been there where you kind of say something on air and you're like, oh, that didn't come out the way I wanted it to. Oh, plenty of times. For sure, right? That I He probably didn't even think that. He's probably like, nailed the game notes. Let's go. Right? This makes me, it just makes me laugh because of how ridiculous it is. This is... This is prep 101. You take good and he did stuff, a great job. you take bad stuff. You inform your audience. You tell them how things are actually going this season based on what has happened in the past. You dig up history. You, you are just there to share information at that point. Yes. You're not calling a game. You're just sharing information. And then he still put the positive homer spin on it at the end. And then last night, so, you know, obviously play-by-play guys, broadcasters, oh, look out for plenty. each other, right? And so last night you've got the Mets broadcast, you know, just going hard. 
mm-hmm. on Angelos, the owner, the owner in, in Baltimore. And then who was the oh, – I can't remember his name. The Yankees guy. Oh, legend. Old guy. Was it Michael Kay? Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Couldn't get there. <laughs> That's all right. But, yeah, you, I think it was Cohen in with the Mets broadcast mm-hmm. and Kay with the Yankees broadcast. And they're just going hard. As Baltimore. they should. And you know what? They're old heads. Yeah. And they realize that there there aren't enough good yeah. young broadcasters in There's baseball. Not. And Kevin Brown is one There's, of them. Yes, absolutely. And so are you really going to strip this away? You're going to run this guy out of town because he read the game notes Because he accurately? told the truth? Yeah. And, and by telling the truth, it didn't even put your organization in a bad light until now? Yeah, the only thing that put the organization in the bad light was the organization – putting themselves in a bad light by being overly I don't even know if it was overly sensitive because there was nothing to be sensitive to like and you keep saying you know he was just telling the truth which he was but he wasn't even like grandstanding like Mm -hmm. there's different ways to tell the truth you can kind of get up on a soapbox and whatever he wasn't even doing that he was literally just reading game notes hey Shane uh let's see if you can try and play this clip We'll, we'll, we'll play it by ear though go ahead okay we'll try it for the Orioles Brandon Hyde has felt like this has been maybe the toughest ballpark to play in, but the Orioles have a chance to do something special today. They've already clinched at least a split in the series, winning two of the first three, and they could pick up a series win behind Tyler Wells today. It's been a minute. The Orioles split a two-gamer with the Rays in June. They had lost their last 15 series here at Tropicana Field. You have to go back to when our now colleague Brad Brock picked up the win in the series finale June 25th, 2017. The last time the Orioles won a series here at St. Pete. Already got three and two of the chop this year after winning three of 18. The previous three years combined. It is a stark difference, Ben, and it is not a bad Rays team. It's not like all of a sudden the Rays uh, became slouches in the American League East. They've led this division every day, but now two and the Orioles, once again, are back alone in first place yeah. for the Orioles. Okay, here we go. I, I wrote down some basic notes that could have gotten Kevin Brown in trouble. It's been a minute. <laughs> okay. Which is actually underselling the fact that it's been six years. <laughs> right. Okay. Lost last 15 series at Trap Field. Literally just accurate. Fact. <laughs> it's been since 2017, as you pointed out just then. And it's a stark difference knowing what's happening this year than what happened back in 2017. There's that. And then he mentioned they were 3-18 and 18 in their last three years at Tropicana. The only thing That's it. that they can be mad at is him saying it's been a minute. And by saying that, it's just alluding to what he's about to talk about. Yeah. He's just giving context to what he's about to say. That's all. Man, I get I, – it is so bogus – that this is happening to another broadcaster. If they, it's so bogus. It, it, and I passionately will defend this yeah. till the day I die because for somebody that didn't do any wrong, yeah. who are you going to get to fill Kevin Brown's shoes if he just basically tells you to go kick rocks? Or yeah, who's going to want that? I mean, I'm sure somebody will want that job, but... Or the Orioles put themselves in such a hole with a broadcaster now that he holds everything. Yeah. He holds you. He holds every part of your manhood in the palm of his hand, because now anytime a contract negotiation comes up, he's going to ask for a lot more and he's got a lot in his backpack to start pouring out. If you don't give him what he wants, you just basically ticked off your top broadcaster by 
suspending him for telling the truth. Well, and here's the other problem that Baltimore is going to have is now this has become a pattern because they had John Miller several years ago. I don't remember the exact timeline as their play-by-play Yeah, guy. he didn't bleed black and orange enough for them. Yeah, and he was fired, let go for, I believe, being critical of the team. I don't remember if it was specifically of the owner, which got him in a little trouble, trouble or just how the team was performing at the time. It's Like I said, it's been several years, but it was a... I mean, John Miller is one of the best broadcasters in the business, especially with baseball. He's he's incredible at that. He's a legend. <laughs> and they thank you, Shane. He really <laughs> is. I mean, he's one of the best. Oh, he he for sure is. And so they let him go because of that. And you know, if you really like, kind of twisted your logic and did some mental gymnastics and squinted a little bit, you might be able to be like, oh, I could sort of see. With the John Miller thing, notice but, how you put "sort of" in front of that. Right, like none of it is—you really can't justify There's, it unless it's not Claritin clear. I'll <laughs> tell you that much. And with him, maybe because he was becoming a bigger and bigger broadcaster, maybe it was they're trying to get rid of him because of salary demands. Like I could maybe find a context where it made sense for John Miller, even though it was flat out ridiculous. This is even two or three steps further past that, and now Baltimore has this kind of pattern or history of not treating their broadcasters mm-hmm. well and putting getting them in trouble like it's hard enough to talk on live air without saying something like accidentally even just i mean there's a story of, about vin scully where he accidentally swore on the air in like 1960 because he was trying to say hot shot hit Mm-hmm. And you can imagine how those words maybe got combined together. <laughs> and Vin Scully said a word he shouldn't have on the air. Like, it's hard enough to be the best that's ever done it mm-hmm. and not accidentally And when you're moving up. at a million miles an hour yes. in baseball, especially, because if there's a big play, you don't get them a lot. No. So once it happens, you have to, you have to go zero to a yeah. hundred in a matter of seconds. And so, yeah, you may slip up every now and then. And, also, they're human. Yeah. They make mistakes. But in this case, he no didn't. mistake was made. <laughs> That's the thing is if you can't even trust your organization to have your back when inevitably a mistake is made, because when you're on air for that many hours, it's going to happen, right? If you can't trust them to have your back when you make a understandable and forgivable mistake, how are you going to trust them to have your how are you going to hire anybody else? Because you, like, you can't even trust them to have your back when you don't make a mistake. Well, and that's the that's the problem as I sit here um, and, and think about this. Because I, I had said, uh, you know, if you don't have Kevin Brown, who else will want this job? Unfortunately, a lot of people Somebody will. Because they're hard the job jobs to, to get. Well, that and it's a Major League Baseball team. Yeah. There's only 30 of them. That's, yeah, that's what I mean. They're, it's being a team broadcaster. It's in, a glamorous gig. And in any of the sports, right? So you're talking about in, in the U.S., you know, you want to throw hockey in there as well as four major sports. You're talking about 120 jobs, basically, mm-hmm. in the entire country that are play by play. Right. And and most color analyst jobs are former happen athletes. to be former athletes. So you're not if you're going to through broadcast school, you're not getting one of those. Right. So you're talking about 120 good jobs in the country tops. And so, yeah, other people will take the Baltimore Orioles job, but not anyone that anyone respects. They're going to have to go and get young kids trying to get a break and things like that, and then even if they do get them, they're not going to be able to keep them because as soon as the contract comes up and they've actually got a resume now, they're gone because they, I'm guessing, I would want nothing to do with an organization that operates that way. 
and that goes back to, as I said, the owner, Angelos, um, doesn't have a great reputation, both for putting his team together, for the way he kind of manages the front office, for not wanting to spend at different times and things like that, all the way down to things like this. Like, if you can't even get this part of your organization right, it's pretty easy to understand why Baltimore has struggled for so long. Has been in the bottom of the AL Because this is stuff you can control, right? You can control how well you treat the people in your organization. You can control things like treating your broadcast team well and treating your front office well. You can't always control what's happening on the field, right? You can do your best. You can put the best team together. You can figure out, which he hasn't been great at that either, by the way. <laughs> but I better watch out. He might come and try and indefinitely suspend me. Um, <laughs> Somehow, some way, yeah. he has part ownership he's in gonna, our company. He's going to buy her dad so he can indefinitely suspend me. Um, <laughs> and then sell it back to Bill for the same price. <laughs> just, just So it's a wash. owns it for like a week. Um, <laughs> but, like, if you can't do the stuff that you can control right, and not to turn this into a Matt Rule thing, but if you can't do the stuff that you can control consistently well, then how on earth are you going to do well when things Mm -hmm. aren't totally in your control? Because let's be honest here. He has total control over this situation. He has total control over all of the things I talked about, treating the broadcast team well, not making ridiculous decisions about suspending guys over totally innocuous yeah, what does comments. This, what does this tell you about this man? Uh, he's rash. He doesn't think irrational. He speaks. He's petty. Yeah. Like, there are so many things that will turn you off, not only as a, a, um, a, an employee, yeah, potential person, employee, but also an athlete, a player. Yeah. If I got drafted by the Orioles and I knew this guy was leading the charge, I mean, would I respect the man? Probably not. Or, or, I mean, you know, like I get that Baltimore is not a huge free agent destination, but he's not helping them out any either. But I'll tell you what, though, this year, like, you know, this is he's fortunate. Nothing happened before the trade deadline. Well, and what what if I'm a player and I see exactly what you did to a broadcaster and I see how the world's reacting to it? And I'm like, well, maybe I make this team a a part of my no trade clause or whatever. Well, you know, we were talking about this before you went to Gallenberg, right? We were talking about how. It would be fun if Otani went to the Orioles because they're actually good for once and he would, would be fun. provide a nice bump for them. And obviously, you know, trade deadlines come and gone. But mm-hmm. you, we also said in the same breath that there is zero chance that he ever resigns there. Mm-hmm. It's not just because Baltimore is not the most glamorous city in terms of, you know, it's not a New York or L.A. or one of these major markets or, or anything like that. It's also because it's a poorly run organization. Right. And has been for a very long time. Now, they finally have their farm Ducks system and, and young players, right? But let's let's be real here. How long are they going to keep these guys? Are they going to be are they going to actually pay to resign them and stay good? Because my gut tells me probably not, because that's not the history we've seen with this owner and and front office group. So you know I can tell you what a lot of teams are going to want Adley Rushman. A <laughs> lot of teams. There's a lot of teams that are going to want a lot of their players, not just the guys in the majors, but the guys that haven't even broke through yet right. because they've got Jackson a, Holiday. Yeah, exactly. They've put together a ter- that's why part of the reason they were actually a valid candidate to land Otani because they had the prospects to do it. Mm-hmm. And but again, there was 0% chance Otani was ever going to resign there because of this is the way that they act. This is the way that the organization handles itself. And that starts with the owner. All right. Well, let's uh, completely change gears now because we, uh, Ravi and I are going to step off our soapboxes. Uh, we are done defending 
Kevin Brown on Herd at Sports <laughs> and uh, 590 ESPN Radio this morning. Uh, but that's not to say that it won't continue right. on Twitter later on today. We will get into talks about fall camp. Uh, we heard from Evan Cooper, Ed Foley, some of the special teams member, Isaac Gifford. Uh, we will talk Pinnacle Bank Championship uh, coming up at the half hour marks of the show. We'll get back into conference realignment. Just a ton more to get to. Brandon Bogle, Mike Schaefer as well. Stick around. More coffee and cream after the break.